Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. It is Monday, October 24th. We are very close to these midterm elections being complete. Voting is underway in many places. You know, over seven and a half million voters in the United States have already voted in these midterm elections. We have got to get out the vote. And, you know, you may prefer to to vote directly uh, only on election day in person. That's what I'll be doing. Uh, Yet at the same time, we have to realize each and every day is election day. Now, going forward to to this midterm, uh, each and every day we have to treat as if it's election day. That is with the fervor, with the intensity, with the urgency to get as many others out to vote as possible. Because we can't let the other side build up a lead during these days that then in one day uh, we can't overcome. Be careful of that. You know, many instances, uh, circumstances may prevent a person from voting on election day. And if they have left it to that day, well, there's there's no wiggle room. There's no other uh, there's no other option after that. Uh, let's be wise. Let's be urgent. Let's be intentional. Let's be smart in gathering together the vote. Okay, so as usual, we're going to go into scripture. I want to trace for you today something that Newt Gingrich traces in his book, which I've been recommending, called Beyond Biden, Rebuilding the America We Love. Very positive, very practical. As you know, he's very knowledgeable and experienced. I want to trace for you something he lays out right at the beginning of the book, which shows us the winning issues, things on which vast majorities of the voters agree. We'll get to that in a moment because we've got to show people that there are solutions. And these are the things that I'm going to lay out here today that are driving the majority. These are the things that are driving the victory we're going to see in just a little over two weeks. All right, let's go to Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, starting with verse 14. Jesus was driving out a demon. That was mute. When the demon left, the man who had been mute spoke, and the crowd was amazed. But some of them said, By Beelzebub, the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. Others tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebub. Now, if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your followers drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. Let us pray. Father, we rejoice because the kingdom of God, your kingdom, has come to us. It is among us. We are living in it. It is calling us to a deeper commitment to follow your son, Jesus Christ, to whom you have led us. Father, our founding fathers in America knew that the kingdom of God 
had come among them. And they rejoiced. And they built this nation on the principles of that kingdom. Lord God, awaken our fellow citizens to the presence of your kingdom and to the ways in which the greatness of America aligns with that kingdom. We know, O Lord, that no political system can save us. No political leader is our Savior. We have one Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. But we also know, O God, that you have placed us in this world and that you want us to be wise stewards of what is in this world. Your word and the gospel of your Son are very clear about that. May we stand united. May we be ever more united on those things which will lead to and foster the good of the nation, the freedom of worshiping you, and the path to salvation. We ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. Well, first of all, before I go into my, my topic here, and by the way, after I present these ideas about what unites the voters and what we have to point them to, I also want to answer one of the questions that has come in from one of our viewers. But did you see President Trump's rally over the weekend? What an amazing rally it was in Texas. All right, in Texas. Wow, it was great. And you know what? He went one step further in his choice of words when he was teasing the crowd about him running again for president. Because what he's been saying up to now is, well, you know, uh, we did it before. Uh, we just may have to do it again in terms of winning the White House, right? This time he said, yes, we've done it before. And because of the way things are going, we'll probably have to do it again. He's making it clear. And then right after that, he says, but first we've got to win a big victory in November. What's going to happen, friends, is that the way we decide the midterm elections of 2022 is obviously shaping what's going to happen in 2024. And, and not, I don't think enough voters think as clearly and directly about this as they should. We are already shaping and deciding the 2024 elections, not finally, not definitively, but substantially settling many things about the 2024 elections by our vote in 2022 in many different ways. In fact, we'll probably do a whole show about all the different ways that voting in 2022 is actually voting in 2024 as well. But, you know, if there's a gigantic Republican victory, especially for the candidates that President Trump has taken from the non-political sphere, think of Herschel Walker and J.D. Vance uh, uh, and a number of other candidates uh, in different places that President Trump has gotten behind, Carrie Lake and uh, you know, that taken from the non-political world, just like he himself came from, and has put them out there and has given them such a great momentum, these men and women win. And this puts, of course, even more momentum behind uh, another campaign of President Trump for 2024 and for the Republicans in general. Uh, people, We have to deliver a stinging rebuke to the woke left and the Democrat uh, a platform and, and, and just complete chaos that they are imposing on this nation. It's got to be convincing. It's got to be substantial. It's got to be so strong that they can't call it into question, that we reject them and their way of thinking. Let's do it. 
now's the time. All right, let me go to the board here because I'm going to show you some really great things that our friend Newt Gingrich points out in his book, Beyond Biden. What he is saying is that this election, it is going to be a, 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 it is going to be a red wave, but that red wave is going to be an American wave. I've talked to you about this before. The concept is that whether you're Republican, Democrat, or independent, you want an America that works. You want a country that functions. People see that the country is not functioning too well right now. They don't like it. It's affecting their pocketbook. It's affecting their safety. It's affecting them in many ways. And it's like, we want our America back. Whatever our political differences might be, there are certain things that we can all get behind. And then he traces the things that people can get, can and do get behind. I want to trace them for you as well. So it's 10 things. I want to tell, show you what the 10 things are, and then I want to show you the percentages of people that the book identifies have indicated their support for these, for these things. Number one, America should be judged by the standard that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. put before us when he said that people should be judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. So let's just put these in shorthand Content of character. Okay, do most Americans agree that this is something that we can assert, that we can get behind, that it's not going to be uh, the color of our skin? Yes, that is a strong and winning point. And as we look through these, you ask yourselves, or if you're watching with somebody or you show somebody this video later, ask them, you agree with this or not? And let's see what the, what the consensus is just among uh, this viewing audience. Number two, needy but able-bodied adults should have to work in order to receive taxpayer-funded benefits, such as food stamps, free health care, or welfare. So work for benefits. Do you agree with that? It's not some kind of... Strange, outlandish idea. Number three, America is the greatest country on earth. America is greatest, the greatest. America is the greatest country on earth. Do you agree with that? Most do. Criminals, number four, who kill police officers should have mandatory life imprisonment. Kill the police, life in prison. Number five, federal income taxes should be cut for all Americans. Cut federal taxes. Number six, there should be tax products manufactured in America. Tax credits for American products. Now, let's remind you, those that are just joining us, we're talking about 10 points on which we find, and Newt Gingrich has found in some polling done for his, his book, Beyond Biden, uh, things that unite Americans, and there are many such things. And these are things, these are points that can be made as you 
uh, in these final days before Election Day, motivate and rally voters and get them to the polls and wake them up. Because remember, a lot of people are only paying attention now, only now to the election. Some of us, you know, have been talking about it every day for months and months, but most people are not like us, right? They're not, not necessarily paying attention. You can bring things like this to their attention and show them how, you know, the candidates that we would recommend will advance these things. Look at number seven, valid government issued photo ID should be required to vote in elections. Photo ID to vote. Kind of weird how some people say, oh, what this group of people or that group of people, you know, they don't have photo IDs. What are you talking about? You talk to some of these minority communities and say, why, are they, why do they think we don't have any IDs? <sighs> Number eight, people should be able to freely practice their religion. Do you agree with that? You see how we're developing a pretty strong basis of uh, agreement here on many issues that can unite America and bring about an American wave. Number nine, all children should have the opportunity to go to the schools that are best for them. Best for them. Not that they have to be forced to go to a failing government school, but if their parents who know them best and who have the primary responsibility for their education judge that it's best for them to be homeschooled or for them to go to a religious school of their choice or some other private school, that they should be able to send them there. That we should make it possible for the children to go to the school that's best for them. We can summarize this in the two simple words, school choice. Good idea? Agree with it? And then let's look at number 10. Non-citizen gang members, such as members of MS-13, should face mandatory deportation when they are arrested. So violent gangs get out. Get out of our communities, get out of our country, get out of our lives. Get out of our streets, get out of the parks where our children play, get out. President Trump was talking about this Saturday night once again. He often makes reference to the fact that during his administration, by the tens of thousands, friends, by the not just a few here or there, or a few hundred, by the tens of thousands. You know, somebody asked me a really silly question the other day. You know, in what way is President Trump a, a good person? Are you kidding me? I mean, this is like, in what way do you say the sun shines? In what way is the sun bright? Come on, there's so much uh, obvious. Uh, you can go through the litany. Obvious evidence, his accomplishments have been unbelievable. By their fruits, you will know them, Jesus Christ said. And one of those fruits is he, he, he made our, our country safer by taking these gang members and sending them back where they belong, sending them back where they came from, sending them back to the countries like Honduras and El Salvador and Venezuela, uh, 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 Guatemala, from which they came. So it's like, don't, don't, you, you don't belong here. You're going to do violence in our communities. And President Trump sent them out of here by the tens of thousands. You remember how he tells the story of how he put, he gave an ultimatum to those nations where, uh, from which they had come, 
and which were not receiving them back. They didn't, they didn't take them back under Obama. They don't want them back. Oh, we don't want these people. I can't blame them. But why should we have them? And President Trump uh, says to his uh, administration, okay, so go tell those uh, countries if they're not taking these people back, uh, we're going to stop paying them the money that the American nation gives them. We're just going to, payment's going to stop. The next day, all three leaders of those countries called him one after the other. Oh, Mr. President, we'll be happy to take these people back. See, that's leadership. That's why the 45th president is going to be the 47th president. I'm not simply saying he should be. He should. I'm telling you today, he's going to be. Brothers and sisters, this is... (laughs) You, 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 just, you just look at these things. Okay, so a little, little bit extra about number 10. Okay, so look at these things. What do you think? Are these not 10 points that can unite Americans across the line and create an American wave across the lines of Democrat, Republican, or Independent? Let's see the numbers. Because Newt Gingrich, again, this is the beginning of this book, and then this book just delves into uh, how we make this happen, why we make it happen. Goes on to, He goes deep. Um, but let's look at some of the percentages. How much percentage of Americans do you think you agree with number one? We should be judged not by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. By the way, this goes directly against this garbage, destructive poison of critical race theory. How? What if I told you 91%? I actually don't find that surprising, right? 91% agree with that. Able-bodied Americans should be uh, required to work for government benefits. You know how many agree with that? 74%. How about that America is the greatest country on earth? Now, for those among us who don't agree with that, let's invite you to a little bit of a training seminar that we'll do right here on this program because you've got some things that maybe you've forgotten and you need to pay attention to. However, 78% are on board with that statement. They're the ones paying attention. How about mandatory life sentences for cop killers? What if I told you 74% agree with that? Cut federal taxes, 75%. These are strong numbers. Not just a majority. Remember, the majority is 51%. These are, these are high, strong, powerful majorities. How many want tax credits if products are made in America? 87%. Oh, wow, that's that's up there. Photo ID to vote. Think about this for a minute before I show you the number. Some of you hopefully have read this book, so you know the numbers. Photo ID should be required for voting. Actually, how many other things is it required for, right? All over the place it's required, photo ID. How about if I told you 81% agree with that? 81%. So let's go. Let's go. Let's get the laws on the books where this isn't the law. Government should protect religious freedom. 85%. One of the big reasons our founders came here, right? How about school choice? How does that fare among the American electorate? 81%. Again, these are not just majorities. These are super-duper majorities. 
And finally, in terms of getting these violent gangs out of our country, go back to where they came, face prison in Honduras or wherever you're from, 87%. Friends, the lowest, the lowest amount of agreement on these 10 things, the lowest is 74. I mean, this, and this is the point that, that Newt Gingrich is making, this is a winning agenda. And when people look at things like this, focus on things like this, this is why in two weeks from now, we can be seeing a major American wave. And then we build from there. You know, I, I, I many times that I've heard Newt Gingrich uh, speak, and I hope, by the way, that you uh, follow his podcast. And let me put a, a website up here, Gingrich360. Dot com. Check it out. Subscribe to his newsletters. Listen to his podcast. Read his book. This is a man of great experience, tremendous knowledge, great insight, and real positive thinking. That's re- realistic. I describe Newt Gingrich's way of thinking as as positively realistic or realistically positive. Either way, it's grounded in experience. He's a no nonsense uh, 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 guy. When experience, what experience tells him, he's going to tell you. Uh, but it's positive. He's able to see the positive d- dynamics in the in the many decades of experience that that he has. And uh, you remember the contract with America back in 1994. He says, you know, this really came. This was really we were standing on the shoulders of uh, Reagan, of course. And uh, now the Republicans are standing on uh, on Newt's uh, shoulders, and of course he's side by side still with them because there's the uh, commitment to America. We talked about that in another program recently. Show people that yes, the Republicans have a plan to do something. We know that most voters think the country is going in the wrong direction. Uh, but we've got to show them that by their vote, by voting for Republican candidates now in these next two weeks, uh, we're, we're signing on to something that's practical. There is a plan. Read the commitment to America. We went through it in detail on this program. But these 10 things, my goodness, this can be the basis for an American wave. And you know what, brothers and sisters, what Newt says he learned from President Reagan? The quote was, here's how you, how you, how you conduct yourself in politics. Stand by the issues that have 80% uh, support. Stand next to them and smile. So I'm going to stand next to these, point to them, and smile. Great formula for winning. Stand next to an 80% issue and smile. Let me go back to the chair here and conclude. So get that book. And talk to the voters about concrete, practical things. You know, this really, I I think this lines up with something, and he said it again Saturday night, President Trump. I think this lines up very well with something, something he's been saying in all his rallies. He said, we've got to be talking about greatness. He says, we don't talk about greatness anymore. Instead, we hear talking about racism, Oppression, division, uh, how bad America is, how ugly it is, how bad our founders were. 
And we've got to stop talking about this stuff and get some positive thinking going on about what we want. And you know, there's a very, very deep, both psychological and spiritual wisdom in that. Because what you think about leads to what you talk about. And what you're thinking about and what you're talking about leads you and others to do something to get there. Without a vision, the people perish, Scripture says. Well, what's a vision? So we're not talking about, oh, I saw a vision. No, we're talking about, what are, you, what are you thinking about? And what did Jesus himself say? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You want to know where a person's heart is? Listen to him for a while. You want to know where a person's heart is, where his vision is, what his desires are set on? Let him talk and see what words come out of his mouth. So the president says, if we're going to make America great again, we've got to talk about greatness. Because you talk about greatness if you're thinking about greatness. And if you're thinking about it and you're talking about it, well, you're going to do something about it. And the winning issues that... uh, I just outlined for you where we've got most of our fellow citizens on our side. These are the things we need to be talking about, thinking about, and putting into action. And that's how we win elections. Okay, friends, let's... uh, Oh, one thing, (laughs) it was a question that came in. Let me just go back and every once in a while, I'm going to answer some of the questions. By the way, I should have done this at the beginning of the program. Put your questions and comments in the comments on whatever platform you're watching me right now this goes out to a multitude of platforms and um and we'll pick up on these for for future programs sometimes when we're looking at them as they're coming in we'll we'll answer them right then and there but but somebody said to me recent and a recent program when i was talking about the fbi's persecution of pro-life americans um i pointed out that uh, hey listen we're at a point now where the, we- the fbi has been weaponized there's no question about it. if you doubt that you know you're not paying attention fbi has been weaponized against political opponents of this administration of this far left democrat party uh doj has been weaponized unfortunately it's sad to say you can't trust them anymore i mean look that's just the reality you can't trust them anymore i know there's good people working i know some of them Good people working in the FBI, and because they're good, they're troubled by this too. And some of them have come forward as whistleblowers to talk about the political bias and the corruption and the weaponization of the FBI. The Constitution of the United States protects you against having to explain your political or religious or pro-life beliefs to government officials in order to avoid arrest, in order to avoid persecution, in order to avoid uh, your rights being taken away. The Constitution forbids that you should be deprived of your basic rights because of your beliefs. Unfortunately, some people are being approached by the FBI, questioned by the FBI, about their beliefs, and they feel like they have to talk. And then they talk, and then they get the information used against them. You don't have to talk. FBI comes to your door, and don't think that this is impossible, especially if you're a fervent and publicly known Trump supporter uh, or pro-life activist. FBI comes knocking at your door one morning at 7 o'clock. Don't be surprised, first of all. 
and say, uh, have you got a warrant? You have a warrant? Oh, no. Oh, have a good day. Bye, folks. Bye-bye. Heard Dan Bongino always talking about this lately. Hey, it's good advice. Do not talk to them. So this questioner, some of these questioners are really, I mean, I, I well, listen, I welcome everybody to say what they want to say in the questions. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you have a right to say it, and I welcome it, but that doesn't mean it isn't stupid. And this person says, uh, you have to advise people not to talk to the FBI? Are you a lawyer? No, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor either. I'm an American citizen who tries to have some common sense, who tries to learn from what's going on, learn a little bit and pass on a little helpful advice. We don't have to be lawyers, friends, to advise each other on these matters. And we don't have to be lawyers to understand exactly what's happening. In fact, some of the lawyers around us are the ones who understand it the least. We are citizens. The Constitution was written in a way for us to be able to understand it. Maybe this, this writer is the one who's showing that he doesn't understand. You don't have to justify your beliefs to government authorities. The authorities are there to protect those beliefs. Just like we saw one of these issues we just put on the board, 85% of the people believe that Americans should be allowed to practice their religion. And your religious beliefs lead to pro-life beliefs, lead to certain political conclusions. You're free. This is what it means to be free. You don't have to explain it to an FBI agent. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Get away from my house, please. That's what you have to say. Are you a lawyer? Well, give me a break. Do you have common sense? That's my question back to this person. But where's your common sense? Where is it? Or do you have your head in the sand? It's pretty deep in the sand. You better get it out of there. Some bugs down there they are going to crawl up your nose. For goodness sake. We've got to have common sense, friends. I know that you do. That's why you're tuned into this program. There's a couple of exceptions here and there, but uh, we're not going to take any nonsense, right? We are not going to take any nonsense. Our founders weren't taking nonsense when they sacrificed themselves to establish here in America the freedoms that we have. Let's pray about those freedoms. Lord, thank you. We are free. We praise you. We are free because we are Americans. We are free because we are living under our Constitution. Lord, we are free because we are exercising our citizenship, because we are voting to protect people who are going to preserve that freedom. Lord, we are free because we believe in freedom and we believe in you. We are free in your spirit. We are free in the blood of Christ. We are free in your gospel. We are free because your kingdom has come upon us, as our reading today said. Thank you for that freedom. Now, we lift up, Lord, all the petitions that have been given to us, all the people that have been indicating to us how we, we need to pray for them, and we draw together all these prayers by offering the prayer your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, friends. Father Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. Connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. Truth Social, you have your Truth Social account. If not, please sign up and join me there together with other freedom-loving patriots. It's Truth Social. And Getter, we thank Getter for carrying our programs. Get on Getter. I'm there, FR Frank Pavone. And, of course, we thank Right Side Broadcasting for this partnership. 
And let's remember what President Trump always tells us. We are part of the greatest political movement in American history. Second to none. And the radicals who are trying to destroy this country and destroy those points of consensus that we share, this country doesn't belong to them. It belongs to you. Be strong. Be confident that America's greatest days are yet to come. And two weeks from tomorrow is going to bring us a long way towards getting there. God bless you, friends. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.